0: Welcome to a quickie mini-episode of the Baller Shorts podcast. We're taping our full weekly episode on Thursday, but with the election tomorrow, we thought we'd do a little crossover election NBA show. As usual, Ben Teitelbaum here with Doug Kralstein. Doug, we've got about 24 hours until we have a new president. How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready for this quickie, as you called it.
0: You're always ready for a quickie. But let's just get right to it. If you had to vote for one NBA player for president, who are you voting for?
1: Okay. So I put a lot of thought into this, and there's only one answer. The answer is Meta World Peace, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Ron Artest.
0: Wow. I was not expecting you to go there. Uh, Elucidate me a little as to why.
1: I have to. Oh, I thought it. I thought it was just obvious. I thought he was the correct answer. Like I thought there was one answer to the question, and he was the answer. Like there was. I thought uh, the podcast is now over. Now,
0: right, right. There was a question and answer book, and that was the correct answer.
1: All right. Here's the thing about him. When he was on our test, he was. He he was a little crazy. He had his moments. He started uh, the biggest brawl in NBA history. He is that the biggest brawl
0: in sports history.
1: It could be, right? I mean, baseball brawls can't count. I can't remember a football brawl ever actually getting out of hand. We have to probably
0: throw out any brawls between European soccer fans, but there's probably something in world soccer yeah. that
1: – Hockey, they, they always have those dainty fights in hockey that don't really count, so.
0: So, yeah, so uh, Old Ron Artest.
1: All right, yeah, no, so Old Ron Artest, you know – Probably not the best presidential candidate, but since he discovered his psychologist and thanked his psychologist after the Lakers beat the Celtics in seven years ago, he has become a very reformed person. He's even being considered once he's done playing. And yes, he is still on the Lakers. For those who don't realize, he's actually still an NBA player. He's actually considered to be um, an immediate assistant coach, which isn't which is very rare in the NBA. So, okay, why would I vote for him? Well. The first reason is pretty obvious. His campaign slogan would be, vote world peace. That's a great slogan. If you don't don't vote world peace, then you're voting to not have world peace. So you're pretty much a terrible person if you're voting for not world peace.
0: I'd say that there are a a decent amount of Americans out there who would prefer war. There are a lot of hawks out there who would maybe oppose a world peace plan. But, but I'm with you in that that is the right way to go about things.
1: Yeah. So, you know, he's pretty much, you know, he's pro- pretty much the guy who would win the presidential election of NBA players so, in my mind.
0: That's a decent thought. Uh, I don't know if he's reformed enough. I think there is still some volatility there. And I'm not sure if he's done the research and – Preparation ready to be the president. So here's here's where I stand. Now, I went through a, a bunch of people in my mind. Now, my initial thought was, and you're going to love this, was LeBron. Yeah. Initially, I thought, you know what? Uh, one of the best players ever uh, has evolved into a really important leader. Uh, he's always been a leader, but there's there's been some questions in the past as to whether... He's been a positive leader or a negative leader, a fear me or love me, that type of thing. We saw that last year on the Cavs. And so I thought, you know, LeBron just makes sense as the guy in the NBA. He's now standing up for uh, for civil rights. He's now standing up for social issues. However, that past that I mentioned, you know, the the subtweeting of teammates when he doesn't like how they're playing, the the weird going to Miami during a w- couple days off, he kind of intentionally and purposely sidelined Kevin Love for
1: much of last season. Can, I, can I, I interrupt you like, really quickly? I just can interrupt like, you really quickly. Yeah, go on. If we're comparing the pass of who of LeBron James to Metal World Peace, I'm pretty sure LeBron looks. Very tame compared to Mr. Ron Artest. But I, go, I see your point. Go I, on. I 100% agree with you. And that's why I
0: am not voting for Metaworld World Peace, a.k.a. Panda Friend. All right. You're against World Peace. I just feel like when the going is good in America, when, when the, balance, the budget is balanced, when, when the economy is doing well, peace time, LeBron would be a great leader. But he hasn't always been the guy when things have been tough. And right now we're at a point in the world where I think we're going to see some adversity in this country, and I'm not exactly sure how LeBron would do in that in that area. So so I moved on from LeBron. I was like, who really this year is getting a lot of support and and making a difference, you know? And I thought Russ Westbrook. You know, okay. he's putting a group of guys on his shoulders, wanting to be the guy wanting to make a difference and be great. You have to have that type of ambition. You have to have that type of drive and fearlessness and dogged determination to succeed to be president.
1: However, he is way too reckless. Oh, okay. I was waiting for that, but go okay, okay.
0: And and I would just be, be terrified of Russ's finger on the nuclear
1: codes. That's fair. Then I That's went fair I Yeah, go on. No, I agree with you on that. I, I don't know if I'd want his finger on many things, but the nuclear codes is one of them. Then I went to Steph
0: Curry, who last year I think wins in a landslide. Leader, family man, good morals, loves the kids, does it for the kids. You want a president who's a great role model for the kids and is a change maker. The NBA, formerly a go-to-the-rim, big-man type of league, Steph Curry – the paragon of the new NBA. He's the type of guy to take America into the 21st century. And then I remember that this year things have started off a little rocky.
1: And is he as good a leader as we thought he is? I don't know. He's not even the leader of his own team. Draymond is the leader of that team. For better or for worse, Draymond is the leader.
0: That's a, that's a great point. And, and that's why I backed away from, from Steph. And, and my answer... In a year where (coughs) – in a year where being a political outsider apparently is all the rage, I'm voting for a non-American. I am voting for Dirk Nowitzki for president of the United States. Talk about a guy who stays the course, who's a leader, who's unwavering, who is in his own right a unique type of talent. And who saw the, the highs and the lows, there were so many years he could have left Dallas. He could have gone ring chasing or he could have gone stat chasing or he could have gone money chasing. Instead, he did what was best for the team. He suffered heartbreak back in 2006 and he came out on top and now he's one of the greatest players in history, still underrated and in some ways still underestimated. So I obviously we'd have to change a little bit of the constitution. But if you had one guy who I think appreciates what America stands for, it's my German friend, Dirk Nowitzki.
1: I, I, I see where you're going there. I respect Dirk a lot. I actually considered him before I settled on the obvious choice of Metta World Peace for president. But I totally see where you're coming from. You want to hear my vice president though? Yes. All right. So Meta being Meta, you know, you need someone to balance him out. You need someone to cool him down a little bit. You know, maybe balance his his temperament or what used to be his temperament, just just to keep him sane. However, I went the opposite direction of of everything I just said, and I'm choosing J R Smith. Whoa! What a bait and switch. Here's the thing. He would be the first president to walk around without a shirt, which I know is actually something you or vice president I should say, but I know walking around without a shirt is something you would be a fan of.
0: I would be a fan of it for like a buddy of mine. I don't know how it would play in like meetings with the UN. Here's or the thing. Peace yeah, talks yeah. between Israel and Palestine.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's you know, neither here nor there right now. Anyways. JR, a few years ago, when he was on the Knicks, I-, I saw him at you know his worst. After the year he won six man of the year, you know things with the Knicks kind of hit the fan, and JR was on a career downslide, and he couldn't do anything right. His shot was off. He was always injured. He, he was he was getting technical fouls. He was getting fines. He was getting suspensions here and there. But now. He's still the same person, but he could get away with anything he wants because he's on caps because he helped them win a championship. He literally walked around the city of Cleveland without a shirt for for weeks after the championship. And not only did they revere him, but they sold out of shirts that looked like his tattooed skin, which I couldn't get my hands on. I would love to have. You're
0: literally making the worst case ever for a a politician. I, I liked where you were going at the beginning maybe a reformation party, two guys with checkered pasts who have really gotten it together. And if that were the case you were making for Jr. I could buy it because that that case does exist. But instead, you say he's the same person, just gets away with it. Is that what we want? Yeah, why not? It'd be fun. It'd be entertaining. That sounds like exactly the Trump platform. Why not? You have nothing to lose. It would be entertaining.
1: But Jr. can get away with it right now because everyone loves him. I don't think everyone loves Trump without trying to get into that argument <laughs> right now. Yes, I think Jr. You know, I think Jr.'s approval ratings right now would be through the roof. And Metal World Peace, his last name is World Peace.
0: It, that and that is a very good point. And you know, we're gonna have to let the people decide. But before we go, yeah coach if you had to pick one coach I don't know how you can go for anyone other than Greg Popovich except that maybe he would be really short with other world leaders I think I think he'd run our government extremely well but would he do enough politicking there has to be an element of of charming other world leaders of playing with the other side and I don't know if Pop has the patience for it
1: I'm gonna go a different route I don't know if this is going to surprise you or not, but I'm, I'm going to—I'm not going to go par for the course on this. I'm going to go with the guy that you thought should be on a cereal box.
0: Whoa!
1: I don't know if people remember uh, our first episode. Ben said that Stan my Van
0: Gundy's
1: <laughs> my coach's choice for president. Stan Van Gundy w- would be great on a children's cereal box. No, I don't think he looks—he's not very aesthetically pleasing to the eye. However, his voice would annoy everyone so much. He would just whine and whine and whine. And he would get he would get exactly what he wants from anyone and everyone.
0: Okay, and having also- a whiny voice doesn't help you get anywhere in Washington, I think. And also, maybe this is a good thing. He kind of looks like a mini version of Teddy Roosevelt, or maybe Taft, maybe a, a, a smaller version of Taft. Like shorter. I can see Taft.
1: I can see Taft.
0: Like if someone told me that Stan Van Gundy had gotten stuck in the White House bathtub, I would not be surprised.
1: Now I'm imagining Stan Van Gundy in like an old school George Washington wig, like coaching (laughs) on the sidelines. I think that'd be pretty epic.
0: You think they're allowed to do that? Does that break any of the uh, the dress code policy? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I think they're supposed to dress formal, like not formal, but like you know, with like a jacket and collar and whatever. I don't think it was ever specified from what era they had to, you know, dress from.
0: Pull on some Greek robes. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that would be hysterical. You know, you know who I did think about a little bit, actually, on this one?
1: Oh. Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford. Sleeper
0: pick of the Hornets. Did you know, Doug? Do you know what the Hornets record is right now?
1: I know it's good.
0: Do you know that it's five and one? And the second best record in the entire league? Tied with the Thunder. Tied with the Thunder. But this is a team that lost a couple of key pieces from last year and didn't seem to replace them with guys that were on their level. The Hornets have always outperformed their talent. They play as a unit. They play as a team. They trust each other. They believe in each other. They've got guys from all over the world. Nick Batu, Marco Bellinelli. I guess you see that on a lot of teams these days. But he's managed to take these diverse guys with with an unusual blend of talent sets and, and make them a really talented squad.
1: Steve Clifford, my guy. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. He's done a good job. Like I said he would because I drafted the Hornets, and I said addition by subtraction, and that's exactly what you just confirmed. So thank you for validating my pick of the Hornets.
0: Always. Uh, so there it is. To recap, I'm voting for Dirk Nowitzki and or Steve Clifford for president. Doug is taking the, the Metaworld World piece, J.R. Smith ticket, and then throwing in Stan ban. Uh, one thing before you leave you spent the weekend at auburn university partying it up with the college kids and going to a football game on a scale of one to rob gronkowski how well did you do at a major football state school
1: um sorry i just picked the worst time to put a reese's pieces in my mouth <laughs> but i'm swallowed now um So you originally asked me on Sunday and I was like, Yeah, I give myself a B. I held up pretty well. You know, I I consumed a very generous amount of alcohol. But given that I'm still feeling it a little bit today, which is, you know, forty-eight hours after, I'm gonna have to downgrade myself to a B minus. So I'm assuming Gronk's an A plus, because Gronk does everything at an A plus level, but yeah, I'm I'm at like a B minus. But I held my own. I held my own for an almost 30-year-old. That's not bad. Speaking of –
0: I had my first brutal dose. This This is the part of the podcast where we talk about random things in our lives at the very end and we don't mind if you turn it off. But for all of you out there, this is a little political. Obamacare, very polarizing and I've just had a brush that has really made me feel conflicted about it. I just got a notice of my renewal of my Obamacare. I don't get health care through my job. And my rate this year per month was $125. It jumped to $424. And I called them and I said, that seems excessive. And here was a direct quote from the salesperson or, or sales associate at my health insurance company, Oscar. They said, you turned 30 this year. Now you have to pay big boy prices. That was a direct quote from the from the associate who gave me my health insurance options.
1: The only thing I'm taking away from that is I definitely had a better weekend than you did. <laughs> I don't know how you segued from my experience, you know, down south at Auburn to, to you you talking to Oscar, your health insurance company.
0: <laughs> so my brain works in all sorts of ways. I was thinking that, you know, you've been laid a little bit low. By your experience down south, and you know, it, me going to a state school might send me to the hospital, at which point I'd have to crack out my health insurance, etc. etc.
1: Fair. Well, my closing thought on that would be Meta World Peace would offer you free health care if elected president. Do you know I'm his campaign manager, by the way? It's a little side job. Yeah, a little side job. Vote for him tomorrow. What's he paying you in? He's paying me in love.
0: That's what he would do.
1: And those little panda shoes he's got.
0: <laughs> I love those things. All right, everyone, pay attention. Mm-hmm. The end of this week, we'll have a full episode of the Baller Shorts podcast. Lots of good stuff happening in week three in the NBA. Surprise teams: the Hornets, the Thunder. They're five and one. I got to eat my words with the Thunder there. Some other teams struggling. And how about the Baby Lakers? Most exciting team in the NBA. Doug will want your thoughts on your Knicks. You're gonna have to collect them. Kind of disappointing.
1: Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, that's my analysis today. I was only prepared for the president thing. On that note, happy
0: voting, everybody. Make the right decision. And we hope our country is still around for Baller Short Podcast at the end of the week.